Hey podcast, welcome to yet another episode. I'm still your host, Ritim Daramala. You find me on Twitter at papi underscore the great P-A-P-I underscore the great. I stumbled on something um, yesterday um, and I thought I would share it with you guys. I was reading about the Copa Libertadores and um, it's kicked off for those who are for the uninitiated. Um, it's more or less like the um, South American version of europe's uefa champions league so um it kicked off a couple of days ago after a six months hiatus and um, i had to go jump on something and to just make a research and read up on the teams involved more importantly get familiar with the format of the of the competition and what where they are right now and where they're getting things started from so before the lockdown only two rounds of the new season had been played uh, right um, as i record this the third round has been done and dusted with so we have three more rounds of group stage um, games to be played before of course the knockout stages and all of that and there's been a whole lot of problems um that they've had to encounter and overcome according to espn um the first has to be ensuring that teams can travel to away fixtures so the home and away games are still being played despite the vast distances um typical to south american countries um teams are still traveling teams are still crossing borders um and most of the time according to this article there are really um usually no commercial flight between some of these destinations so um Conmebol, uh, which is the um equivalent south america's equivalent for uefa or um south america's equivalent for calf um has been bankrolling charter flights for some of these teams to ensure that the competition continues and also ensure that um, the games go on as planned of course um, another problem they've had to solve um, is dealing with the issues of, of of closed borders quarantine restrictions and getting players in and out of of countries the, the the football organization of the of the continent has also found a way around that to drawing up a detailed protocol and speaking to the government the the drew of this protocol presented it to the south america to the 10 south american governments involved and um, now team delegations are free to enter other countries and they are free also to return and free from quarantine also on their home return um, i think during their journeys they will be made to touch to come in contact with as very little outsiders as possible um the third the third problem has been the issue of multiple players testing positive and do you know how they solve this uh, typically squad um, each team registers 30 players um, but in 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 a bid to ensure that positive tests do not run the competition aground again or brings it to a halt they have now expanded uh, the number of um, players that can be registered to 40 so um, instead of 30 um, teams can now have 40 players in a squad it's really really crazy really really crazy to think of 40 players being registered in a squad um, that is what 
2020 has brought for us football fans that's what we have had we will have to deal with in the days and um, weeks ahead uh, aside that also it's a little issue of match fixed fitness some teams um, like say the ones in Argentina have not played a competitive uh, football game in the last six months and these teams will be taking on um, opponents from countries like Brazil and Paraguay who have played almost some of whom have played at least if, if not seven games then some have played have well, have had well over a month of league, league games to play and to get their match fitness up to standard well um, the runners-up in last year's fifa world club cup competition flamengo are favorite according to the bookies to win this um this what's it called now the copa libertadores this year uh i'm not sure if they can finish it this year we still have three months they might just cram things into the calendar year and ensure that a winner is produced if the FIFA World Club Cup will eventually, for this year, will eventually take place and will not be cancelled. Away from South America, I have to quickly touch on AC Milan in Europe. Um, there's been a whole lot of talk about how how balanced Messiah um, they've been. Ibrahimovic, um, the the 21-year-old. I don't know. I've forgotten his name now. Leonardo. Leo, I'll try to look it up now. Um, the young um, lad also bringing balance to the squad. There's Rebich, there's Fuel, um, there's um, Benatia, uh, there's Romagnoli, of course, their young goalkeeper, Donnarumma. They did well for themselves. Some people say it was against Bologna, but hey, they did well for themselves. Um, Zlatan getting two goals for himself, helping us to understand that he's old. But he is also um, gold. All of that was Monday night football action. And speaking of Monday night football action, we had plenty of it in the English Premier League where Manchester City um, started off their campaign with a 3-1 win. Now, if you didn't see this game, you probably think, ah, 3-1 win, it was probably easy for City. Yeah, maybe the first 45. But the second 45 was... Uh, was um, a half where Wolves made City or pushed City to the edges and um, and and left them on the edge of their seats in terms of pressure, in terms of chances created, and of course in terms of big chances missed. Um, after watching that game, Wolves on, had only themselves to blame because that game was there for the taking, especially in the second half. For all the accolades that KDB and Gabriel Jesus and uh, uh, say Nathan Ake, who I think did well in his debut for Manchester City, for all the accolades, I think Pondens and um, Adama Traore didn't do well enough in that game. I think Traore, I think Traore played so deeply, and although that, did, I think that was to counter the 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 attacking prowess of Sterling. It hurt Wolves um, going forward, and it didn't do them enough justice. So um, the few times he went against Benjamin Mendy, I think he had the better of of the context 
contest sorry and if he had bumped forward more often i think the gap the scoreline wouldn't have been that wide and i think they would have um, been in front earlier than manchester city but it is what it is according to pep Guardiola, um three points down 111 points to go we'll see how far city can go this season especially with the little issue of cup ties and champions league football also popping up in 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 october so uh that's that for manchester city and uh, I, i'd really love to talk about the messy side um teams liverpool and everton doing so well for themselves i think there's a whole lot um, of fun that fans can look out for in that part of england liverpool reinforced everton very well reinforced midfield solid richarlison not bothering so much about goals as he is right now about assists um the hat trick for dcl dominic albert lewin uh, there's a whole lot of stuff going on for everton but that also means that with the new boys in some boys have to sit out the games you can't have more than 11 players on the pitch and their questions arise what happens to theo walcott what happens to alex iwobi what happens to their space what happens to their playing time where 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 is the part where they begin to cry out and grumble and complain can carlo keep them happy can carlo um uh, ensure that uh, or um, assure them yeah that they're going to get quality playing time and in this squad i think carlo will just be trying to look out for that consistency and he will be trying to start the same set of legs especially especially in the Premier League remains to be seen how that one plays out speaking of playing out VAR played out in the game between Aston Villa and um, Phil- I keep saying Villa it's not Spanish it's, it's Villa David Villa yes but Villa is in England Aston Villa in England um, against Sheffield United, the red card um, against Egan of Sheffield United. I, I keep thinking, I keep asking, why didn't the ref go to the screen to check the incident? I, I yeah, last man against um, Oli Watkins. Did he? The question is, did he really prevent a goal scoring opportunity? Yeah, it was the last man and typical. Of, of being the last man but only Watkins didn't go to ground did he uh, there was some shirt turgging and all of that but weren't they both um um at it um when it comes to shirt turgging Watkins on Egan Egan on Watkins and then the referee gives a red card I, I think that he should have been softer a yellow card since there was always going to be a review I mean, there's always that review of a possible red card scenario, right? So I think it should have been given a yellow. If the VAR team then called his attention to it, then I think that would have then been suitable to produce a red. The referees, uh, Mike Dean also um, against um, Slaven Bilic in Everton's win over West Bromwich Albion. I don't know why the referees are so trigger happy especially now that they have assistance from technology i'm not saying technology should make them lazy but i'm just saying that at this point in time i think there should be that benefit of doubt especially considering the fact that technology is there to help teams look looking at teams of course referee um, teams looking forward to the action 
um, later this week, cup ties, and then of course the weekend club top club competition continues not forgetting juventus um the likes of barcelona and co would also be returning to action yeah nobody's talking about real madrid because they started out their campaign with a zero zero draw didn't see the game but um if real madrid didn't score and real sociedad didn't score i don't think there was much to talk about um in or there is much to talk about in that game well that's me that's the um how do i title this now a roundup of things i saw yeah on monday and on sunday night football monday night football and sunday night football um so i will be starting my challenge yeah i have have been um i've been thinking about it i'd I'd like to start a challenge the 100 day challenge talk about football one minute every for one minute every day for 100 days i think it kicks off tomorrow 23rd yeah so please be on the lookout for it on all my social media platforms twitter and instagram at papi underscore the great if you have listened this far please leave a rating on um whatever platform that you choose to get your podcast content from till i come your way in the next episode of the podcast stay safe be good everyone and stay safe did i say that twice was that important i'll catch you later peace